0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network.
0: Hey Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And it's another week, guys. Today I'm here with Daniel Reinhardt. What up, Finn fans? Ryan Norwood. Hey there, Dolphins. And. Lewis Bird Regoni. Hey,
1: what do you say, dolphin fans? <coughs> We're also here with Michael Fink, the you host, are. the host of the very popular, very popular dolphin podcast. What's the actual name of the podcast, Mike?
0: The Fin Fans Podcast.
1: There you go.
0: They've already heard it in the intro.
1: Oh, okay. Well. Wow. You know, Today, well, what intro.
0: we're going to do is we're each going to give you a little bit of a story on our five all-time favorite Dolphins. Now, I'm older than the other guys, and uh, no. mine will probably be a few players they maybe never heard of or never saw play. And as we go through the list here, Daniel's younger than Lewis and I, and uh, Ryan is younger than Daniel. So we should have a good mix of names by the time we're done with this. Uh, So we're going to start out with our fifth favorite.
2: Yeah. Can I put a little side note in here real quick, Mike? I just wanted to say we were talking a little bit pre-podcast and I I really kind of wish I'd have been able to make a top five all-time wanted to watch list, like my dolphins that I've always wanted to watch or wish I could have seen play live. That would be really interesting. Well, you right? can make
0: that list. We're just not going to
2: record it. Sure. And I think that you and Lou may have some of those guys on there. So I'm excited to see who you have on your list.
1: Daniel, there's there's a thing called a computer. And on that computer, they have a site called YouTube. Sure. Sure. Where you, well, can, you can watch anything you want. I mean, you know. Uh,
0: uh, not when it goes back to 72.
2: When I was speaking, I realized that the way that I was saying it was incorrect, what I really would have liked to have done is see them play live.
0: Okay,
1: so gotcha.
2: in gotcha. the era, um, experience uh, on that type Sundays, of play. Uh, win or lose on a Sunday, like you good gentlemen did, that would have been great.
0: It's going to be hard to make that happen.
2: Yes, no, that's, YouTube ain't going to do that for me. No. Marty McFly, maybe. Daniel. <laughs> 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 Go ahead.
0: Daniel, you who's up? your fifth favorite?
2: All right. So, my fifth favorite was a guy that we brought in from the CFL. Uh, I know a lot of Dolphins really love this guy. Um, I rooted for him immediately because of his story. You know, he, were, he went from the Big Ten and didn't work out on an NFL team, didn't get drafted, had to go up. And he was the defensive player of the year in the CFL a couple of times, I believe. And so, when he came into uh, Miami, uh, in the offseason we signed him I was already excited for him and I loved watching Cameron Wake play Derek Cameron Wake he was just a beast on the defensive side of the ball he would wreck game plans um, I have a, a couple of defenders on my list today but Cameron Wake was definitely a guy that I loved to watch play he he joined the Dolphins in 2009 and uh he played for several years for us and, and should be going into the hall as a Dolphin.
1: Nice. Very nice. Ten years. Yeah, I believe he
3: was with us for ten years. 2009 to 2018. Yep. Yeah. I
2: still got a couple of Cam Wake jerseys. I still sport them. Um, he's definitely one of my all-time favorite Dolphins.
1: Over a hundred sacks career with us. Yep. Gotta love him. Gotta yep. love him. No doubt about it.
3: Well, Cam Wake was also my number five. So, hey. you know, what else can I say? Three-time second-team pro bowler, five-time pro bowler as a first-teamer. Um, like Lou said, you know, over 100 career sacks, 22 forced fumbles. You know, this guy was just fun coming in. Nobody really thought much of him because he came from the CFL. Right. But, I mean, if you go back and look at his combine, this guy was an absolute freak. And he kind of set the stage for that combine watching taking guys with these kind of numbers and taking a chance on them
1: who was responsible for bringing cam in guys uh, i mean because i'll tell you what i mean that was, believe that was Jeff fight. Ireland.
0: that was jeff yeah. ireland that was it? Yeah.
1: yeah we'll give him a lot of credit for that i mean listen th- he had I mean, somebody. One of you guys mentioned that he was the defensive player of the year up in up in Canada the two years he was up there, and he was. He had thirty nine sacks over those two seasons. So yep. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. obviously somebody was scouting him, and I mean, you know, and somebody that anybody who has twenty and nineteen sacks or whatever it was, however it worked out there over those two seasons, the guy guy was absolutely
0: phenomenal. He's such a great. He was player. a physical freak. I mean, just he was built oh, like God. a rock. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I remember in the off season they were working him out, and I thought, "Who's this Cam Wake guy?" And I went and watched his highlights from the CFL, and I thought, "If we don't bring him in, we're uh, we're doing it wrong because this guy has an opportunity to be a game changer, and he certainly was. He certainly was, uh, and he d- definitely deserves a spot on the list."
3: I mean, yeah. just his mentality. You know, I remember an interview of him where they were asking him about what kind of food he eats and how he takes care of his body, and his response was like. I'll eat all the pizza and cookies and stuff I want when I retire right yep. now. You know, I got to, I got to make my spot and make my name. <laughs> yep. We we ran
1: into him In after one station. of the golfing games. Yep.
3: Yeah. You were with me, Mike. Yep. That night.
1: Yep. It was at, it was I think a night game actually. Yep. And, um, we ran into him at a gas station afterwards. And, uh, you know, I had worked with him before we did a couple of autograph signings with him, um, two or three actually. And he, he, He's just an incredibly nice guy, but when you meet him in person and you're standing next to this guy, it, it he's 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 something like out of a Marvel movie. Yep. You know, that's that's the way this guy's built. I mean, just physically incredible. I mean, every turn. I mean, just let me just it, tell you he, he
0: he was so cool. I mean, he yeah. uh, snapped pictures with whoever wanted a picture with him and he yep. was really, really cool, you know. We, this was right after the game. He's probably wanting to get home, you know. Yep. And uh, he gave us as much time as we needed. And I thought that was really cool of him.
3: Great that guy. That is awesome. Great guy. Wow. That might knock him a couple spots up my list. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lou, who's your fifth?
1: I've got Nat Moore, Mike, at mm-hmm. number five. And boy, I got to tell you, I had a lot of honorable mentions here. This was so tough to narrow it down.
0: Ridiculous. But-
1: You know, when you look at Nat Moore, though, as a whole, you know, this is a guy that is still with the organization, which is hard to believe. I mean, I believe he was drafted in 74 and he's been with us since. So, I mean, you guys do the math there, how many years he's been with the Dolphin organization. Uh, He played 13 years. Was there
0: no gap between his retirement and him becoming employed by the franchise?
1: I don't think so, Mike. I think he went right upstairs in some type of consultant situation. I I really don't think he ever left the team. He's always been around them. But uh, he's an ambassador or whatever his title is now, he's been with us forever. Yeah, he's
0: basically in charge of uh, all the past players.
1: You know, you look at his numbers and, you know, Drew Pearson and guys like that that got into the Hall of Fame. His numbers are very comparable. They're sneaky. He was sneaky, sneaky good. 13 years. He's a guy that bridged the Greasy era and the Marino era. He played for both of those quarterbacks, which was incredible. There was very few guys that played for both the Greasy-ran right. football teams and the Marino-ran football teams. And that was one of them. And when Marino came on, he basically it turned Nat Moore's whole career around. He had a second career with us. He was our third receiver be- behind Clayton and Duper. Um, he wound up playing 183 games as a Miami Dolphin, and he had 74 career touchdowns and over 7,500 7, yards receiving. So he put a hell of a career together. And I mean, as I looked at him and all through the years, how many years I watched him play and how many years he was productive, I, I had to put him on this list.
2: Good choice. I love it. Nat Moore is one of those guys that, you, as a Dolphin, fan, you have to have massive respect for him. Not only about his career uh, as a player, but what he's done afterwards. He's definitely one of those guys that I'd like to shake his hand one day. Well, I've remember. actually
3: done that, so... <laughs> Nice. I was, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was at the
2: 2011
3: draft party in Miami, and he was there as one of the hosts. And you know, you guys talk about Cam Wake being a, a nice guy. Nat Moore was the same way. Very nice. Always had a smile on his face. Willing to talk to anybody. Great. Yeah.
2: And and Nat was still with the Dolphins when I uh, when I first started watching football. I think he uh, middle 80s. Right is when he stopped playing for Miami. So I don't remember seeing Matt, Nat much on the field. Uh, but, uh, he's one of those guys. Definitely. Cool.
0: My fifth, Bob kuchenberg Ty, Larry Little. I mean, I couldn't separate the two. I don't know how you separate the two. kuchenberg also played with Greasy and Marino Lewis.
1: Yep. He was one of the few others.
0: Yep. And, uh, you know, these guys were, I mean, they were, they were the engine that made that team go, you know, Zaka had the success he had running behind these guys and, uh, Uh, Little was one of the best pulling guards I've ever seen. I mean, John Hanna was really good and, you know, Little was really good. And, uh, you know, I'm sure Mercury Morris would attest to that.
2: Great choice, Mike. Yeah, good for you for having some offensive linemen on the list. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I do believe the games are won and lost in the trenches, regardless of how much we talk quarterbacks.
2: Yeah, we talk about that all the time when we're in season and when we're talking strategy. Yep, Mm -hmm. complaining about how bad our offensive line has been.
0: So number four, who you got?
2: Yeah, so number four may be kind of a surprise to some people. Uh, also a Big Ten guy. This guy came out of Wisconsin and was drafted in 2001. And along with Aranda Gadson and O.J. McDuffie, made some of the best catches that I ever seen as a Dolphin when I was growing up. And, and that is Chris Chambers, wide receiver, uh, came out of Wisconsin. Chambers didn't get an opportunity to play with uh, Marino. He always had a lackluster quarterback. Well, he had a guy named Jay Fiedler who played pretty well. Um, But for the most part, he didn't have a quarterback that could really uh, take them far, win some playoff games or any of that. But Chris Chambers always had something to say when it came to putting points on the scoreboard, making spectacular catches, and moving us down the field. So Chris Chambers... Wide receiver, one of my favorite Dolphins of all times, at number four.
1: Yeah, I remember that game up in Buffalo, where I believe he had like four touchdown catches. He just blew them up. Do you remember that game, any of you guys?
2: I don't remember the game right off the top of my head. I, don't I know neither. I know yeah. that he he was a stud, man. You couldn't you couldn't give him any separation at all, and even when he he didn't have separation, he'd still go up and get it. He made some spectacular catches as a dolphin. I remember having his jersey and eight by ten autographed on the wall um, at one of my own old homes, and he was just outstretched catching the ball like all the way. Like he's always been one of my favorite dolphins to watch.
1: The game I'm referring to, the Dolphins were down by 20 points in the fourth quarter, and Chambers he didn't catch four touchdowns. He caught, I think, the game-winning touchdown. Okay. He had 15 catches for 238 yards up on Buffalo. How about that?
0: I remember that game.
1: I mean, in final drive, he had a 57-yard reception, with under two minutes left. Just unbelievable. And he caught the game-winning touchdown.
2: It's crazy to me that he only had one season of 1,118 yards. One season over 1,000 yards. Just one. And that was in 2005.
1: he was a really, really good football player. No doubt about it. Fantastic Very nice. hands. Yep. yep, absolutely.
2: Yep. All right. Seven touchdowns as in his rookie year. He was one of the most productive rookies in Dolphins history at the receiver position up to that point.
3: Very good. So my number four is Ricky Williams. I think we all know Ricky, running back. You know, two thousand two, two thousand three, came back in two thousand five. Then he was back in two thousand seven to two thousand ten. Um, That first year here, um, NFL rushing yards leader, all-pro, Pro Pro Bowl player, you know, he had a career 10,000 yards rushing, 66 touchdowns, and what really stands out for me is he was the last offensive player that teams really had to game plan for. I mean, this guy would beat anybody, he'd go over them, under them, around them, through them, nobody could stop this guy. talk about
0: beast mode he had a beast mode
3: yes (laughs) he had he he was just
1: incredible all the way around speed wise too i mean he hit a hole on a dime i mean you know he was through the hole in no time at all just an incredible
0: football player and for as fast as he was he was as powerful
1: were you done ryan or yeah no 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 i I just wanted to add on ricky you know ricky he was number three so i'm going to scratch him on my list um (laughs) Yeah, and I'll just add a little bit to him. Um, you know, he was on your list as well. I'm sure, Daniel. Right? No,
2: no, 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 no. I'm just okay, agreeing with okay. how great he was. And I'll this,
1: add he played surprisingly enough. He played seven seasons for us. You know, I always thought it was somewhere closer to five, but he wound up playing seven season, four, seasons for us. And in back to back years, listen, just listen to the how listen to how crazy this is. Once
0: that years, huh?
1: He had carries. Of three, He had 383 carries followed by 392 carries. I mean, almost 400 carries two straight years. He had 54 career touchdowns as a Dolphin over those seven seasons. 54. I mean, you think about how difficult it is for our running backs to get into the end zone, right? <laughs> over these last couple of years, last 10 years, you can go back. This guy had 54 rushing t- or 54 touchdowns total. I know he had a couple receiving, but the majority of them came rushing the football. He he was just incredible. And as you mentioned, Ryan, you know, you had the game plan for him and even when you did, it didn't make any friggin' difference. The guy was still going to run you over or run right past you. It you knew what was coming and you couldn't stop it. And that's what I talk about all the time. As far as execution is concerned, you know, you if you know what's coming, and you still can't stop it. You got to give the team a, credit. Tip
0: your hat, right.
1: That's mm-hmm. it. You know, they're that good. They execute that 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 well. You can still be successful. You know, you, you can be predictable and still be successful. Teams do it all the time sure. in the NFL. Yep. So anyway, a great, great choice. Great choice. No yeah, doubt. Yeah, and,
2: and I'm just, I'm going to add something real quick. So uh, we didn't make this caveat, but I only put, Dolphins on the list that were drafted by Miami. Otherwise, Ricky would have been on the list, uh, and I knew that other people would have Ricky, so I made that caveat for myself on purpose. Sure, uh, Ricky mm-hmm. was amazing. There's yep. no two two ways about it. The only thing that surprises me that is that only three of those seven years he had a thousand yards. You know, I just right. talked about Chambers only having him once.
0: When he came back, he wasn't
3: the same player. No, no. And then you also had Ronnie Brown on the team. Yes. So.
1: Exactly. Oh, he, believe me, if he didn't retire and have all those issues, you know, in regard to the, you know, the uh, suspensions and whatnot, he, he would have had 1,000-yard thousand se- thousand seasons. He would have probably been a Hall season. of
0: Famer.
3: Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that destroyed it. Because when he came back, he was productive. He actually, when he came back, he actually had one of those 1,000-yard seasons, Daniel. Yeah. You know, when he returned. And I think he had a big touchdown year that year as 2009. well. 2009. What yeah.
2: year? <laughs> what was that? Nine? 2009. Yeah. And when yep. did he retire? What year? So 2011, he had uh, 108 carries for Baltimore and never had another professional carry afterwards. That
0: was it. Yeah, he went to the
1: Ravens there after. But you remember he came back. He got hurt the very first game. He came back in that yes. rain. He got stepped yep. on. Against Pittsburgh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, but... It, again, you know, if the guy would have just stayed on the field, he would have been 110% a Hall of Famer. And, uh, you know, who knows? I mean, you know, we didn't have a quarterback at that time. Um, you know, Ricky was carrying the football team. Um, I remember that the year that Fiedler got hurt, Mike, I'm sure you remember this. Mm-hmm. Um, we were on a roll. I think we were 5-1, and one and we brought in Lucas. <laughs> uh, the guy that was our backup. And I was actually at the first game he quarterbacked and he threw four interceptions in that game and we lost against Buffalo. We barely lost to him, but uh, you know, could you imagine barely losing a football game when your quarterback throws four interceptions? I mean, that's, you know, that's how good we were, you know, as a whole, the defense was pretty solid, but uh, you know, we had no passing game and no quarterback. If the Fiedler went down and our season went in the tubes and and that was pretty much the beginning of the end, you know, with Ricky as well. I think, you know, he was done after that season, and that was that. So, you know. Yep. Anyway.
2: Did you know that he only made one Pro Bowl and finished fourth in player of the year voting in 2002? That's crazy to me. 1,853 mm-hmm. yards, he was fourth in offensive player of the year. Dolphins don't get love. Yeah.
0: Well, we don't
1: know who those three guys were on top of them, Mike. You know, they Holmes, could, they may Marvin
2: vote. Harrison, Rich Gannon.
1: Wow. Well, Mm. Gannon did have a big year that year. I know. Gannon
2: won MVP that year and was third in uh, Offensive Player of the Year. Priest Holmes,
1: mm, that's that's a little bit of a stretch, probably, to put in front of him. But anyway, uh, my number four was a guy that I absolutely loved watching Uh, A.J. Dewey, who's a (laughs) linebacker for us. And uh, I mean, you know, statistically, he's not going to, you know, he's, he's not even on the same planet as some of these other guys. But he played eight seasons for us. You know, he had 38 and a half sacks, you know, from the linebacker position, which really isn't a bad number, uh, you know, especially nowadays. I mean, he was a true linebacker. You know, they moved him around. He played defensive end. He played middle linebacker. He played outside linebacker. Uh, they just used him in a way which was just absolutely phenomenal um, on the defensive side.
0: Hirschberger did a lot with him that he had done with Bob Matheson years earlier.
1: Right, and Dewey was—you know—he was up to the task. I mean, he had one of the greatest games that a defensive player has ever had, and it came in a AFC Championship game against the hated Jets. So. I just couldn't keep him off this list. He had three interceptions against Richard Todd. One of them he ran back for a touchdown in a game that we won 14
0: nothing. We sat in the rain watching that game, Lewis. Sat in the rain
1: watching it. It was one of the greatest games a defensive linebacker has ever had. Three interceptions in one game that from matched a linebacker. his career
0: total at that point.
1: Yeah, it was just... You know, so I mean there's there's a lot of reasons why I have him on this list. He was just a I mean, just a hard, hard working guy, and he just busted ass. He was just hundred miles an hour, absolutely loved him, and uh, he made my list. He's number four.
0: Well, it's funny, Lewis, because my fourth player is Bob Baumhauer.
1: Okay, yeah. Who
0: played on the same defense.
1: Same defense, yeah.
0: And uh, he was just a guy that was relentless, he was a nose tackle. And you know, and pretty much a three-four defense. And I mean, he was, like I said, relentless. Uh, loved watching him play. It's a guy that gave you everything he had every game.
1: One of the killer bees. Yep. Yeah, five-time Pro Bowl player. Yep. I mean, he was he was in the Pro Bowl every single year from basically you know his third season in and up. And injuries just got beat up. Um, it's funny because. You know, I always relate relate these guys to signings that we did. And we brought in all the killer bees for a signing. Mike, you were there for yes, that. Yes, I was. We brought mm-hmm. the whole defense back, including the nickel back. We had them all do a signing at a mall. And Baumhauer uh, has a really successful restaurant up in Alabama, and he decided to come in for it. And he was like one of the last pieces to the puzzle. We had to have him. And um, as he was signing autographs, his fingers were so mangled that he literally had to like just put the pen like in between like his his you know his second and third fingers and just sign autographs that way holding the pen in a way that you know I've never seen anybody hold it before to sign autographs uh and it was due to his football career I mean that guy just he was just an incredible football player. I loved him just the same. Yeah. He almost made my list, Mike. But, you know, fives, you know.
0: You remember his father was with list. him at that uh, convention or show. Yeah.
1: Yep. 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 Yep.
0: And they they were they look identical. I mean, you're a little older, obviously, but yeah. identical. Yeah. He's
2: I know great. that there there's uh, the iconic, and I know you, you probably touched on it. It's probably the game he was talking about, the iconic play where A.J. Dewey leaps in the air and picks that pass off. Yep. In the playoffs, so that, that's, as a Dolphins fan, that's an iconic image. Uh, I also yes. wish I'd have got to see Dewey play. Ugh, it was- that was a
0: time when the Jets were our biggest rival. And uh, Miami did something that's really tough to do, and that was beat them three times in one season.
1: Yeah, and they were good. They had Gaston and Klecko. They had the New York, they, they called them
0: called themselves
1: the New York Sack Exchange. And they had four guys across their defensive line that were just beasts. They were all really, really good football players. And their offense had some really, really good players as well. You know, they had uh, Freeman McNeil and Wesley Walker. They just, they were a really, really tough football team. And, uh, you know, like Mike said, to beat them three times in one season, a team in your division. And, uh, you know, the Jet fans used to come down and Oh, I in mean, in masses. Yep. And the fights that used to go on in the Orange Bowl, holy shit, everywhere you turned, you know? And, you know, it was always oh. the Jet fans that were getting dragged out, you know? Because, <laughs> you know, the majority of the crowd were Dolphin fans, and they'd always blame the Jet fans. Yeah, for, this
0: was before cameras. You know, Boy, that yeah, sounds like so much fun. And,
1: and before major security and everything, it was just crazy. It was just such a different time, guys. I mean, I wish you really could go back and experience... The games back then, because you know, as, yeah. as a as a visiting team fan, you know, it just wasn't happening. I mean, it was just it, you were going to get pelted the whole game with hot dogs and all kinds of shit. Didn't matter.
0: People dump their beers on you as they're walking uh, by. You know, yeah, it, was it was just, just
1: <laughs> it was absolutely crazy. Mayhem. If there
2: was, was a bucket stuff. list of things that I could go back and do that are never able to be done again, the Orange Bowl would be on that list.
3: Yeah, well, absolutely. So, yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. One final thing I, I wanted to say about Dewey, I think if I remember right, he was on uh, like top ten best playoff performances on the NFL Network. Yeah, um, he should be. I think he. Mm-hmm. Th- I think that game was on the top ten list there at some point.
1: Yep. Yep. Great player.
2: The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings
0: Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? With DraftKings same-game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payoff. Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility rate restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Lou, who you got for number three?
1: Uh, I already talked about him. Ricky Williams. He was three on my list, so you could skip to the other fellas.
0: Yep. Daniel?
2: Yeah, so Zach Thomas. I mean, what else can I say? Zach? Freaking no, Thomas! Cheating. So this, Barney, is guy, Rubble, this is the first guy. Barney Rubble. This is the first guy. I mean, did, is that what he looked like to you when we drafted him? Like, why are we <laughs> drafting Barney Rubble? I could totally see you saying that, Lou.
1: You look at you. you.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's a total Lou comment. Not just you know to interject here, but during Good. the draft that year, uh, he's the first guy on my list that's not a Big Ten guy. So I actually had never seen him play after when we drafted him. And there was a lot of question marks, right? Undersized. Is he going to be able to do it? Uh, Zach was always a consummate professional. He was the guy that would scream the plays out as the other team was playing, um, as they were getting ready, getting into their audibles, getting into their sets. Zach, uh, he prepared so well that he was so prepared.
0: Uh, Yeah, nobody prepared better. Mm
2: -hmm. Can't wait till this year. Uh, I am planning a trip to Canton because this is the year, fellas. So let's get there. Let's go. Um, Zach Thomas for the Hall. And uh, he is on my list at number three. 5'11".
1: Yep. And this guy was just an absolute five-time first-team All-Pro. Yep. At 5'11". I mean, yeah. He There's only phenomenal. a couple
2: of linebackers in, in my day that I have seen that I thought performed as well as Zach. You know, there are a couple of guys, but... Uh, being biased, Dolphins fan, he's one of the top three linebackers since the early '90s, you know, in my eyes.
0: I knew he was going to be good when Jimmy Johnson cut Jack Del Rio, who had, they had just brought in to play, you know, middle linebacker.
1: Right. Yep.
0: So that that just told us all we needed to know. This guy was going to be a player, and he was, no doubt. So
1: he was the guy right in the middle of yep. it all on those yep. great defenses that they had at that point.
2: And I was playing high school football at this time, right? So this is 96, 97, 98, when he was uh, a rookie and really, you know, making a name for himself. I was playing high school football then, and I wanted to be Zach. Uh, I was just a little shorter and pudgier.
3: (laughs) Who
0: you got, Ryan? Uh,
3: My number three is going to be uh, somebody who's actually with the Dolphins right now, just not as a player. It's Sam Madison. Uh All right. Uh, Yeah, defensive back. Um You know, two-time all-pro, four-time pro um, pro bowler, co-led the league in interceptions in 99. He's bringing a Super Bowl ring back to Miami since he was a coach at Kansas City. Um, Current, you know, cornerbacks coach for the Dolphins. You know, this guy, man, these defenses of that late 90s, early 2000s Dolphins were unreal with him. Pat Sertan, you know, Danny already brought up zach thomas you had jason taylor who i'm sure we're all going to be talking about pretty soon um it's just unreal to think that we had all these guys on one team
1: and we couldn't win playoff games yeah isn't yeah. that horrible sad. yeah sad you know you know one-sided team basically is what it yep. was it's comparable to the last couple of years with us right yeah you know i mean but If you think about, you know, the names that we've mentioned—Madison, Sertan, you know, JT—you just mentioned um, Zach Thomas. I mean, you had all these guys on one side of the football. Big tempo, incredible. I mean, you know, you compare our defense now to that, and you can't. You know, you don't have all these stars at
0: every position. You 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 did, exactly. And and just all those linebackers—they were all awesome. Yep. Yep. Yep.
2: To be fair, it was really hard for me to not pair Madison and Sertan on this list. Yeah. Right. Right. And and just a side note as well, you know, I've done that a few times. I wore my Sam Madison jersey day one of the NFL draft in Vegas this year. Uh, (laughs) Got a lot of love for that. I was the only Dolphins fan wearing 29. I know what's funny
0: to me. Nobody ever mentions Troy Vincent. Troy Vincent. It's like he's the the forgotten Mm -hmm. Dolphin.
2: Yeah. He is. Yeah. He was overshadowed by those boys, but he was as good as
0: they were.
1: Yeah, he was compared. Mike, I think he got better when he left us. Maybe. He became a Pro Bowl player when he left us. And I think that's why he doesn't get the love because he was only with us, if you remember. Years. Yeah, it he was only more. with us for four seasons yep. and he was gone. That was it. He went to the Eagles and there he wound up playing seven or eight seasons yep. and. You know, he made an he he was an all-pro player there. He made five he, he was a five-time Pro Bowl player with the Eagles. Uh-huh. Never made a Pro Bowl or an all-pro as a Miami Dolphins. So that's the reason he doesn't get the love. I mean, he was an exceptionally good player with us, but he became a really good player yep. after he left us. We yeah. we would have rem- been smart to sign him.
2: I remember thinking him. later that I wish he was still on our team more yes. than I remember being happy he was on our team. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. But, you know, I, I, I'm curious, though, um, Ryan, as <laughs> to why you picked Madison
3: over Sertan. Just curiosity. Uh, man, it was a toss-up. Um, I think, so growing up in South Florida, I played football my whole life, and I was fortunate that we had a lot of Dolphins come out there and work with us and Sam Madison was one of those guys. So okay. for me, that's something I will always remember. Gotcha. Gotcha, Man, gotcha, That's gotcha.
2: I wish I didn't live all the way up here in Wyoming. That would be great. <laughs> I know, uh, right? That's a little inside joke for everybody. Uh, everybody knows I'm from Iowa, but uh, as far away from Florida as I could be, never got to experience that kind of stuff.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: gotcha. Mike?
2: My number three is the incomparable Paul
0: Warfield.
3: Mm, love it. Yep.
0: Just, you know, a, an elite player. That That's the way I would describe Paul, just simply elite. Uh, he could run by anybody. He was as graceful as could be. He had hands that were amazing. My only complaint with Paul was, you know, he was only here five seasons. I wish I could have watched him more, but the World Football League came along and uh, stole him away.
1: Mm-hmm. Basically mm-hmm. destroyed the offense for yep.
0: us. Well, let's go to number two, Lewis.
1: Number two, I got JT, Jason Taylor at number two. Wow, Um, This guy, when we, we used to go to a lot of games, even during this era and he never disappointed. It seemed like every time we were down there, he was doing something. I mean, we were at his last
0: game. I don't,
1: yeah, exactly. I don't know if there was a more disruptive defensive end in the history of the NFL. When you look at the fact that this guy scored nine, he had nine career touchdowns as a defensive end. I mean, just think about that. That's Defense absolutely ends insane. ends are
0: not supposed to be that athletic. <laughs>
1: they're not. They're absolutely not. He had, in, in his Dolphin career, he played with us for 13 seasons. And this is another... Thing that you know, this is another reason that the guys that are on my list are on their on the list is simply because they played with us for so many years. I mean, he left us twice, but he still played 13 seasons in the NFL as a Miami Dolphin, and in those 13 seasons, he had 131 sacks, so he averaged about 10 sacks a season as a Miami Dolphin. Um, and you know. It, he, he was just an incredible player. He was a game changer. And, you know, if you look at our list and the guys that we're putting up here, you know, Ricky Williams, you know, Jason Taylor, Zach Thomas, they were game changers. You know, it's just as simple as that. It, just an incredible player. And I think, in, you know, in my opinion, I think he was the best defensive end that's played the game up to this point. And that, you know, that's, that's a big, bold statement. But, you, you name me one who has done as much as he did in regard to dis- disrupting offenses as a defensive end, a game changer. I don't think there is one.
2: Yeah, I'll echo all, every one of those statements. He's also my number two. Uh, if you've followed the podcast and heard me on here enough, you already know that I have a son named after him. My son's name is Kason Taylor. Uh, Jason is by far one of my favorite football players of all time, hands down, regardless of team. Uh, As a boy from Iowa, I never got to see Miami. My first game was in 2007. I traveled over to Chicago. Uh, The Rex Grossman-led Bears were undefeated when we came to town, and there was rumblings of the 85 Bears and how they were going to get redemption and stay undefeated. Uh, They did not. Jason Taylor had three sacks, a strip sack, an interception, a touchdown return. Um, I don't remember... Anybody else that played that day for Miami? Like in my mind's eye watching that game other than Jason Taylor. He wrecked them. He wrecked the game. I think that's the year they the Bears went to the Super Bowl. But regardless, Miami and Jason Taylor wrecked them. Uh I'll I'll one up you, Lou. I think that he may very well be one of the best third-round picks of all time. Period.
1: Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I don't I don't know if there is a better one. Yep. Yep. Absolutely.
2: Great.
0: Yeah, you'd have to do research on that. That would, that would be interesting to see, but he's, uh, he'd be up there. There's no doubt about that. There's and this thing great, called great, a computer,
2: athlete. Mike. <laughs> get on it. <laughs>
3: All right, tell me what you find out. <laughs> Who you got, Rye? Well, uh, surprise, surprise. I also have Jason Taylor as my number two. Oh, Okay, um, there we go. You know, what else can be said about him? Two-time AFC Defensive Player of the Year, uh, NFL Defensive Player of the Year in 2006. Walter Payton man of the year 2007, three-time first team or three first team all-pros, two second team all-pros, six pro bowls. You know, he led the league in sacks twice. Uh you mentioned he had nine career touchdowns, well he had eight career interceptions as a defensive end. Yep. You know, he had 46 career forced fumbles. Incredible. He holds the record for the most career fumble returns for a touchdown at num- at 6. Yep. And, you know, like you and, and uh, Mike were, I was also at that last home game for him. Uh-huh. And I remember it was the fourth quarter, you know, end of yep. the game. Taylor comes in off the edge, hits the quarterback, ball comes out, he picks it up and runs it back. And cool. I think it was a, it got called back a for a penalty. Yep. Yeah. And the yep. whole crowd booed and screamed. <laughs> and I mean, that it was- again, it's just, you can't forget that.
1: It was just no. an amazing, right? It was very one of his very last plays. He did it. He yeah, incredible. He was he was just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, he really was, really was.
2: Hands down, and that won the last best.
1: season, if I'm not mistaken, his last season in the NFL when he came back to us, he actually had a good amount of sacks in his last season, didn't he? Yeah. Right before yeah, I, he retired, I think
0: he probably did. I'd have to look it up with the computer that you guys are telling me about. That's but, the thing. Uh,
2: they have little tablets now, too. Like you can put them in your pocket.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, they, even, they even phones have phones. Phones that are smart, yeah.
1: huh? Yeah. Oh, Thanks, guys. we got a lot of comedians on the show today. 2011, <laughs> Jason
2: Taylor had seven. Seven. Yep.
1: Did he? Yep. yep. He had seven sacks last season.
0: It's more than a little bit.
2: Only yeah.
1: started two games. Uh-huh. Man. So,
2: there you have it. Finished inside the top six at Defensive Player of the Year award. One, two, three, four, five different times in his career.
1: Right. One Defensive Player of the
3: Year once. Yep. Finished yep. second another time. Yes, yep. absolutely. I mean, th- there, there's a reason he's in the Hall of Fame. There's, yep, that way. absolutely.
2: There's a litany of things that we can continue to say about him. Just um, Defensive
0: unreal. ends are not supposed to be that athletic. It just. Yep. They're not supposed to be able to do what he could do. Okay, Uh, who's
1: your number two, Mike? I was just about to tell you. Okay, let's hear it. You
0: know him by number 39, Larry Zonka. All All
3: right, whoa, 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 whoa. Can't
0: leave Zonka off my list. There's just no way.
3: Mm -hmm. When Uh, Daniel talked about that guy he wished he could see, Zonka, that's it for me.
2: Yep, Zonka's number one on that list for me. Just uh, like Ricky
0: Williams had a beast mode, Larry Zonka had a beast mode. And uh, he had a forearm that was going to come at you. And he uh, was tough to tackle. Guys would always take a side angle. They'd never go straight on. It was, it was just amazing to watch. They did not want to tackle this. this guy.
1: A fullback.
0: Yep. It makes just me giddy, and I didn't even see it.
1: Running for 1,000 <laughs> yards. Just, you know, and you knew he was coming. And the next still- time
0: you watch his highlights, watch and see if anybody gets in front of him. You'll rarely see
1: this guy averaged over five yards a carry two straight seasons in 71 and 72. And in 73, he averaged 4.6 yards a carry. And mm. in 70, the year before those two years, he averaged 4.5. I mean, and you knew he was coming and you still couldn't stop him.
2: I'm That's so it. excited you guys didn't say this yet. Uh, he was the very first player, offensive player in NFL history, to get an unnecessary roughness for running the ball. I don't think it's ever happened since. It (laughs)
0: happened with that forearm I was telling you about. Knocked the guy out. He knocked him out. This is the guy. (laughs) This is the
2: guy that we all wish we had now that we want to see play, that we wish we could have seen play. Dolph fans, he has to be top of the list. I've got three, count them, three Larry Zonka jerseys, and I've never even seen the man play live.
1: I this is this is the crazy thing so i lived up in new york until 1979 right so the dolphins you know they were one of the more popular team and you know one of one of the more popular teams in the early 70s so i got to watch the dolphins up there and i was a dolphin fan living in new york when they played the jets obviously because you know with the giants being on you know they only televised we didn't have anything called espn or Fox or anything else. You basically had a couple of games on in your region and that was the extent of it. And then you had Monday Night Football. So I got to watch the Dolphins very seldom. You know, Not as much as I would have liked to. You know, you'd watch the highlights and that'd be the extent of it. So long story short, when I moved down here in 1979, it was Zonka's last year. And he had returned to the Dolphins after leaving for the World Football League. And then the Giants.
0: Oh, then and the then
1: Giants. the Giants. And he, he with the Giants, he basically, you know, had marginal years in 76 and 77 and 78. I mean, basically he had five hundred yards, four hundred yards, three hundred yards. You know, he had, I think, a total of eleven touchdowns over those three seasons. He wasn't the same Larry Zonka that, you know, everybody knew from the Dolphin teams. We brought him back in 1979, and I got an opportunity to pretty much watch him quite a bit in his very last season as an NFL football player, and he ran for 837 yards and 12 touchdowns in that last season. I got an opportunity to watch this guy, and he was still, at this point, an outstanding running back. He still had it. I mean, for a guy to carry the ball, 220 times and rush, you know, rushed 10, uh, 12 touchdowns in it at his age at that point was just incredible. You know, he didn't make my list, Mike, because I knew you'd put him on there. You know, I wanted to be a little bit diverse to your list, but, you know, he, he you know, without a doubt, he's one of my favorites. Now, the no original He's just incredible. Yep. Absolutely incredible. I mean, he was still productive. I mean, he could have came back and played the following season, you know, with the season he had in 79, but, yeah, you know, he decided to retire. So, yeah, like, he
2: wanted to go to Alaska.
1: Yep, great, great, great player, great Mike, player. There's a
2: story, and I think was it on the the uh, the episode of a Football Life where they had the perfect backfield, maybe? But there's a story about Larry Zonka putting an alligator and Don Shula's lot. Uh, that was Manny yes, Fernandez. Yeah, that was Manny Fernandez. Uh, okay. Yeah. This is another reason why I Zonka may have been
0: Manny. with him, but it was Fernandez who was the alligator wrestler. Ah,
2: yeah. That's a great story, regardless. Yeah, yeah
1: oh, it was. It was phenomenal. You yeah. know, <laughs>
2: scared the daylights out of Shula. Yeah, yeah Zonka covered stuff. for him. I think is what it was. Man, he's on the list of players I wish I'd have seen too. Mm-hmm. All right,
0: so uh, anybody else with the number two? We all we all got it right.
2: Drum roll, please. Number one.
0: Number one. Ryan, who's your number one?
3: So my number one is somebody that has been brought up already, but this is hands down my all-time favorite. Football player, not just Mighty Dolphin, my favorite football player, Mr. Zachary Thomas.
2: All I right. knew that. Okay. Yes. you know, 54 in your programs, number one in your heart.
0: I knew it had to be on your list, and the only place left was number one, so I kind of knew who you, where you were going.
2: Oh, yeah.
3: I mean, what can you say? You know, this, this guy should be in the Hall of Fame. He was a five-time first-team All-Pro, uh, two-time second-team, seven-time Pro Bowler. He was a fifth-round pick and one Defensive Rookie of the Year. You know, you yep. just don't see that. He's on the two thousands all decades team. He led the league in tackles twice. I mean,
2: this man needs to be in the Hall of Fame.
0: He beat the hell out of himself. I'll tell you.
2: Not yeah. gonna, not gonna get any argument here. He definitely he deserves to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I
0: mean, that guy would give up his body for you know a stop, and you got to respect that.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And the way he prepared. you hear? Uh, there's a conversation that Peyton Manning was having somewhere about. Playing against Zach Thomas, it was his Hall of Fame speech. Okay, there you go. Yeah, (laughs) he was the only player that he would ever have that would call out their plays across the field from him.
3: Kevin Mawai did the same thing in his Hall of Fame speech. He called out Zach Thomas. He did.
2: Just an incredible Mm -hmm. football player. Incredible.
3: You don't get that kind of respect without you know putting in the work and being just as deserving of being in a gold jacket. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. No doubt. He'll get there. Like
2: I said, I think this coming year is the year, Dolphins, so start planning your trips to Canton. I'll meet y'all there. All right. Zach Thomas, number one. Yes. Okay. Okay, so that we think about that for a second. Ryan, you didn't have Marino on your list, right?
3: I did not. And the reason for that is, you know, Mike said at the very beginning, I'm the youngest person on the podcast. Right. You know, I... Was alive to see Marino, but you from what I kid. remember, yeah, what I remember, yeah. you know, it was his, he was hurt. He was on the tail end of his career. And, you know, I just did not get to be as fortunate as you guys to have lived with Marino as a true quarterback and, you know, the leader of the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. Got, yeah. it. got it. Got Makes it. Got it. Makes
2: sense. Daniel. So, number one, uh, does anybody not have? Uh, my number one is the man from Pittsburgh the guy who slid to the back of the first round and was the last first-round quarterback taken in 1983. My oldest son is named after Marino, Ethan Marino Reinhardt. How many more
0: kids are you going (laughs) to have?
2: I'm done at this point. But number one on the list is Dan Marino. I met him here in Iowa a number of years ago. This was back before his dad passed. Uh, Met him, his dad, and his son all at one time. Three generations of Marino. Uh, just a great guy. On top of the fact that he was a fantastic football player, the one player in NFL history more than anyone else that you know we as fans regret not getting a ring. Uh, definitely one of the top three QBs of all time in my eyes, and uh, my favorite Dolphin hands down.
0: Give me a weakness of Marino's. I don't have one. His legs. Exactly running.
2: <laughs> well, he's yeah, not.
1: Okay. He's not this quarterback be a- these
0: days that would be at his knees
1: yeah but you know he moved in the pocket
0: as well as anybody as well as
1: anybody if you watch i know mike you posted something on the facebook page in regard to somebody posted his 50 best throws Yep. yep if you look at a lot of those throws he avoids pressure he just steps up steps to the left steps to the right Gives himself another second or two to throw the ball. And then it's like, it didn't matter what angle he was throwing the ball at. It was at 100 miles an hour, and it was 30, 40 yards down the field on a dime. I mean, the guy was, the guy was absolutely incredible. And um, as you mentioned, Daniel, you know, top three quarterbacks I've ever watched play yep. the game, period. period. I mean, that's it. I mean, I, you know, I'd make an argument for him being the best ever. Me too.
0: That would be my argument. Pure passer.
1: Pure passer. Yep. You know, there's a couple other guys that I'd absolutely love to watch. I mean, I love watching Aaron Rodgers nowadays. I think he's incredible. But, you know, Marino, as far as, you know, on two bad knees from the time he came out of college, and and this is what bothers me about, and, you know, I don't want to get on tour or anything, but I know he's had injuries and everything, but Marino was on two bad legs when they could hit you. And I mean, hit you hard. I mean, when we played the Raiders, those son of a bitches were knocking him on his ass. Howie Long. in and play out. <laughs> Howie Long, Lyle Alzado, all those steroid-taking crazy bastards were knocking the shit out of him. And it didn't make any difference. He got up on his two bad knees and just he had one season where he missed games where he blew his Achilles out. Other than that, the guy was in the pocket for years he was just an incredible football player when they could actually hit the quarterback. Um, how, how would you
0: like Bruce Smith to hit you with a running start?
1: <laughs> oh God, Bruce Smith, Mike, there's just, it's, it's an endless amount of it guys, is. you know? It is. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. I mean, you know, they, they played football back then where defense defenses could actually lay you out, you know, compared to today's football, it's, it's, it's an absolute joke. And, you know, you measure a guy by the separation he had in regard to the other guys his at his position, uh-huh. his peers. You look at that season he had back in '84, where he threw 5,000 yards, 48 touchdown passes. It was
0: incredible. Yeah. I mean, he didn't break records, he obliterated them.
1: He yeah. obliterated it. I mean, it, it, and you knew it, this is another situation where. You knew what was coming and you couldn't do a damn thing about it. You were like, listen, they're going to run the ball 15 times this game. They're going to throw the ball 40 times. We're going to throw nickel, dime, you know, dime packages at it. Didn't friggin' matter. He was still beating you. He was just that's how good they were. That's how great he was at executing. And um, I can't say enough about him. I mean, you know, I didn't put him on my list because I figured all you guys. Or at least well, what th- the hell are you
0: three ed- out of then. <laughs> three out of four guys. Yeah, I have to.
1: I have to talk about him because he was just incredible. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I knew you guys would have him on the list. His I'm going to say this
0: to you guys, okay? And you know, I'm not BSing anybody. I was at every game he played at home.
2: Love it. And Damn, so that's nice. why
0: yep. he's number one on my list because I saw him firsthand, in person, game after game after game, just do amazing things with the football.
1: I mean, she's when he didn't bring you back in the fourth quarter it, it was like a shock it was it, it, you just expected it yep. and teams yep. knew it teams knew it they were like oh shit oh shit it's fourth <laughs> quarter we're only up by 10 yeah we we're going to probably lose this game, game. Never. never ever ever i remember the playoff game against san diego when we, we we got up big in the first half the second half we fell behind and um There were 48 seconds left on the clock. We were in San Diego, 48 seconds, and we got the ball at the 20-yard line, and he put us in field goal range on three plays. Three plays, we were in field goal range, and Styanovich, who didn't miss an awful lot, missed a big kick in that game, and we wound up getting eliminated from the playoffs, but that's just the way he was, and he was up there in his career at that point. I mean, this isn't 1980s, Dan Marino. This is 1990s, Dan Marino, you know, 10 years into his career. And he was still doing stuff like that. He had that that
0: thing that the great quarterbacks have. No matter how bad things got, there was a good chance he was going to be able to turn it around.
2: Yep. And And there is no doubt about it. I've I've said this before, too. Marino is the reason I'm a Dolphins fan. Because being up here in central Iowa, we didn't get to see any good teams from the Midwest. It was Miami versus Buffalo in the early 90s, the late 80s, early 90s. Marino going up and down the field on CBS. Yeah, that's the reason I'm a Dolphins uh, fan. Is is Buffalo is the
0: reason he never won a Super Bowl. I mean, it's as simple as that. As far as I'm concerned, we never
1: got to the Super Bowl after that, San Francisco. Yeah, because they, they, I mean, the teams that Buffalo played in those Super Bowls, Mike, were pretty tough. But you know, I would have loved to have seen him. You know, at least have that opportunity. Well,
0: you know, they went four years in a row in the prime of his career, and you know, by the time the Bills were done, he was pretty much you know not the same player. Yeah. So.
1: And it was Just, not, not because of him. No, no, no.
0: The teams were. The, teams were, the
1: defenses were absolutely horrible. Yeah. I remember that game up in Buffalo where we scored 38 points against their defense or 34 points. 31. We put over 30 points up, but we could not stop them. They went up and down the field. That was a game that Roy Foster caught a touchdown pass from him, from the guard <laughs> position. Yeah, and he yeah. did that crazy dance. If you guys ever want to laugh your asses off, just on YouTube, Google Roy Foster's touch, playoff touchdown catch and watch the dance that this guy does after he catches it in the snow. It, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen on football. I'm going to have to check that game. out. Yeah. I'm going to have to check
2: that out, but I will put Robert, uh, Robert Hunt up against that any day. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah That's from yeah, last that, year.
1: Yeah. No, That, that was, looks like it hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but he, I'm telling you, you guys will do He didn't know what to do with himself. It was the funniest thing. He's like, it, "You just watch it. That's all I can tell you. Anybody who's listening, go out there and Google Roy Foster touchdown catch in the Buffalo playoff game. I'm sure it's on there somewhere, and you'll get a big kick out of it. Marino also ran a touchdown in in that game. He bootlegged and ran one in. He did everything he could possibly do to win that football game, and our defense just couldn't stop him. And this was up in Buffalo in the snow. Now, that
0: was the story of yeah. his career, wasn't it?
1: Yep, pretty much.
0: <laughs> I pretty mean, much. really, you know, yeah, yep. they lost 51 45 to the Jets, you know, so many games that they just couldn't, they just couldn't, couldn't shut the out. other team down. Yep. So, so anyway, yeah. you know, I don't want to end on a sour note. I mean, you know, I just think he was amazing. There's he no was. Other, no other word to describe Dan Marino other than amazing.
2: Yep, no doubt. The guy we have now
0: can only hope to be efficient.
2: Agreed. Well, we still got I, Lou to bring us home. Lou hasn't given his number one yet. Oh. oh, 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 oh. I have a feeling well,
0: I know who it is.
1: but You know who it is, Mike. The only person, the only dolphin that I ever really owned a jersey of. I did have a Marino, I think, for a while. But Mark Clayton. Right. I hate jerseys. Guys, I, I got to tell you, I hate jerseys. And the reason I hate jerseys, simply because they're not comfortable and it's hot as shit here in Florida. When we were going to Dolphin games back in the day, it was intolerable. You had to wear like a Dolphin t-shirt or something. Mike used to wear his jersey. He used to smell like a boar hog on the ride home. I couldn't do it back to him. So no jerseys, but I did own a Mark Clayton jersey because he was by far my favorite. The guy was electric. Every time he caught the football, he played with us for 10 seasons. 84 touchdowns over those 10 seasons. I mean, that's a lot of touchdowns, guys. A lot of touchdowns. 5,000-yard seasons. The guy was just incredible. I mean, as good as Duper was, he was a pure speedster. Clayton would catch a five-yard pass and literally make like four or five guys miss. They and were get, the, perfect get a first pair, perfect, the perfect pair, Lewis. Perfect. Perfect pair. Perfect. Incredible. 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 I just, I mean... He's my all-time dolphin favorite, without a question of a doubt. Loved him. Loved to watch him play. Made incredible catches over and over again. Clayton um,
0: was acrobatic, and he had a knack for being in the right place at the right time.
1: Yep, always, 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 always. So you didn't wear jerseys to
2: the games. Did you wore did? What'd you wear? Like orange button-up shirt with orange oh, tight dolphin shorts. t-shirts. And they were a, they
1: were things called t-shirts. And a cowboy back hat. There. Back in the day where we we wore stone underwear and you know and, and t shirts. You're not <laughs> that guy that was on yeah, TV wearing we that are.
2: cap with it was peeled back a little bit. It was always the fan. <laughs> the big short yes. Dolphin, yeah. yeah. Dolphin Lou. Dolphin Lou.
1: Dolphin <laughs> Lou. <laughs> Dolphin Denny, yeah. Oh, Dolphin that's Denny. In the tight Dolphin shorts. Listen, you know, we used to go to games every Sunday. And I'll tell you what, down in downtown Miami, I mean, where where they are now, believe it or not. You go a little bit farther south, it's a little bit hotter. And you couldn't breathe in that stadium. You just couldn't breathe. Down in Miami, south Miami in the Orange Bowl, that place was absolutely brutal. I mean, brutal. You
0: were closer to the sun.
1: Oh, my God. It was brutal. But, man, I'll tell you, I would I, – if we – I would give anything to have that stadium back. I'd go every week now. You know, I I don't enjoy the games as much because you can't do as much as you used to do. You know, it, it was just a frenzy down there. I mean, we talked about this once already during this podcast, but Guys, it was just, it was just, it
0: was crazy. It and was it wasn't act- just inside the stadium. It was outside the stadium as well.
1: Oh, my it God. It had its
0: own personality. You had all the Cuban vendors selling food before the game and after the game. Uh, empanadas and whatever else it is they had. You it know, was an
1: experience.
0: Do you remember the uh, egg sandwich deal, Lewis? Of
1: course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we got down there early one one morning and we were all starving we got down there too early we went over to the stadium the stadium wasn't opening for like a another hour and a half and uh you know yeah, the it tail- opened at
0: 10 we were there at 8 30 or 9
1: yeah it was it, we were there early and you know we we were looking around for a place to eat we go into this, this spanish place this breakfast place didn't speak a drop of English. <laughs> we're all trying to order. <laughs> we just ordered all egg sandwiches across the board. There were like eight of us. And, um, you know, that was the type of stuff, you know. You, you, used you to missed part- something,
0: though. The, the funny part about that, I mean, it was about maybe eight of us or seven of us, something like that. And uh, the guy behind the counter hands you the plate with the egg sandwich on it but he wouldn't take his hand off the plate until we gave him the dollar 25 <laughs> that the sandwich cost
2: <laughs> oh lou was super happy about that i can i can guarantee yeah. it
1: yeah no, we were just you know God we were just, just happy knows. we had
2: food yeah we,
1: we were we were we were starving we figured we'd eat when we got down i'm not
0: mistaken we had a pretty big party the night before
1: Usually. Yeah. We usually were drinking all night and, yeah. um, it, you know, it, it was just, you know, it, it was something to just, you know, it was just something to get geared up for. And the tickets were reasonably priced. You know, they weren't over the top crazy. You could go down there and actually enjoy yourself.
0: And, yeah, um, it was 30, 35 bucks. You'd pay another 20 bucks for parking and, and you were done.
1: And the people were crazy. I mean, crazy. I mean, you were parking on in people's driveways and on their front lawns, they were charging you ten dollars to park. And you know, you that this is where you park because they had no parking. I mean, the parking lot at the Orange Bowl was so small it was ridiculous. So yeah, what well, they didn't—you could
0: the average customer park there?
1: No, I think it was only for season ticket holders, if I'm not mistaken. No, right? No, not even no. Well, well,
0: no, unless unless maybe you were original, you know, season ticket holders. Maybe they had spots, but I don't think many of the regular general fans had spots at that
1: stadium. Yeah, it was, you know, it was
0: somebody. It, it, me it was a happening.
1: Wrong. Yeah, yeah. It, it was an absolute happening down there, guys. You know, I wish you know all the young Dolphin fans could have experienced it because when you walked into that stadium, you know, the the seats were right on top of the field. On top of that, I mean, when you sat too low. You couldn't even see the field because the players were blocking your view. I mean, that's how close you were to the sideline. I mean, I remember many times going right down to the end there, and the guys were all of about 10 feet away. You know, before the games and stuff, they were right there. Yep. And the noise that that place generated. Well, you kind of see it when
0: when Clayton and Marino give that kid the football. You kind yeah. of get a sense for the cl- how close it actually was. How close was. it is. The yeah.
1: open end, we had an open end there, and um, it didn't make any difference. I mean, the place would shake at times, you know, on the closed end. And um, the end zone down there, it was just absolutely insane. I mean, I, I miss those days incredibly. You know, I really do. Being but, an audio-only
2: anyway- podcast, nobody's been able to see my head constantly shaking in shame that I never made it down there.
1: Well, it's no fault of yours. I, I know, mean, if you I know. if you were around, then disappointment. And never did it, Let me
2: change that from yeah. to Disappointment. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, you know I, I
0: lived I lived in Broward County. Okay, it was a you know forty five minute drive at most. You know, uh, so it. you know, you're going.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it was well, D- Daniel. When they shut down the Orange Bowl, you were what six years old?
2: Uh, I was. Yep.
1: Yeah. So sure. I mean, you know, I don't think you were getting on a flight at six years old. And no, flying probably down not. No. no. But anyway, all so, right.
0: So that's that. I mean, I guess I guess we covered it. You know, it's so tough to do this. I yeah. mean, there's so many great players that are off my list that deserve to be on my list. And, well, and the same couple, with you Mike. guys.
1: You know, name a couple of honorable mentions real quick before we head out of here.
0: Well, the guy you just mentioned, Clayton. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what a great player he was.
1: Well, mention a couple of guys. Anybody have a guy that we didn't talk about real quick? Yeah,
2: I do. A guy who I just really loved to watch play. I mean, he wasn't fantastic. He didn't change the face of our offense or any of that stuff, but I just enjoyed Randy McMichael. I enjoyed him a lot. Randy McMichael. Randy McMichael was a really fun dolphin to watch.
3: Very cool. You got one,
1: uh, Ryan?
3: Uh, How about Ronnie Brown? I mean – those years yeah. with the Wildcat with him, it him and Ricky as a tandem were just unstoppable. Fun. Fun. Yep.
1: I've got I've got two guys real quick. I'm gonna make this real quick. Um Brian Cox, I mean <laughs> he, he just <laughs> he just <laughs> he just instigated. He could, he could shit. jack up a crowd, let me oh, tell you. Oh man, he, he he would go over to the other sideline and get in people's faces. You know, he shot shot all the Buffalo Bill fans off walking into the stadium that one game. He was just a volatile guy, and I absolutely loved him. And the other guy is Jim Jensen, who was an Army Swiss knife. I mean, he he got drafted as a quarterback and, I mean, played special teams as a quarterback and wound up playing with us for 12 seasons. He wound up playing running back. He was a tight end. He was a receiver. (laughs) He was incredible. He had a couple of years where he caught like 50, 60 passes, and this was a converted quarterback. And uh, Crash Jensen, I mean, just an incra- a fan favorite. Everybody loved him. I mean, those two guys. You know, I hated leaving them off my list. Offered All's another one, but uh, you know, he only played three. Well, there's full so seasons, many. There's so many. Yep, Fernandez,
0: yep. we talked about earlier. Yep. You, you know, you have uh, Bonacani and uh, all those guys from that team, and you know, yep. Anderson. And then you go into the '80s, and you have Brzezinski, as I mentioned earlier, and all you know, all the Killer Bees, the Blackwood brothers. How about yeah. those guys, right? Oh
1: yeah. yeah.
0: You know, there's so many guys that that you know kind of fall through the cracks when you're doing something like this. Yeah, and a couple of guys it's, that I, it's really not fair. A <laughs>
2: couple of guys I mentioned earlier that I always loved watching was Gatson and McDuffie. You know, if those aren't on the honorable mention list, I was doing it wrong. And then, Gatson
0: was fun to and watch. And then
2: one other guy that, that we haven't talked about that I just loved as a dolphin was Trace Armstrong. Man, I love Trace. Yeah. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Lot of, lot of fun to watch him play. Yep.
1: Yeah, he was a really good player.
2: Not here off, in off-Jeff of Cross time. is another Jeff guy that, that
0: was fun yeah. to watch. Tim you know?
2: Bowens. I know I said yep. his name earlier. Tim Bowens. Norm was fun. Boulash. Boulash. Oh <laughs> <God>. Sim, <laughs> Sims and Webb. Sims <laughs> the and Webb. It's human web. cannonball. Yeah.
1: Don Nottingham. Bowling ball, ball. Bowling ball. The human bowling ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, hey, oh, Rashad yeah,
2: yeah. Rashad Jones.
0: Yeah. Rashad Jones. Yep. Well, he wouldn't make my top five list. Uh, maybe know, not top
3: but five, but honorable mention. He's I mean, going he was ring. Ring. he yeah. should be
2: in the ring of honor, right, Rashad Jones?
3: I would think so. Hey, I, I, I would think gonna so. Be, yeah, think
1: that's so. going to be – Mike, was he better than Louis Oliver? I think so. Do you? Okay. I do. All right. Okay.
0: Lewis was a big hitter, but he got beat, he got beat often enough. Louis Oliver, yeah, he did. didn't he – did he play the trumpet? Think of, think of Andre Reid.
2: <laughs> well, that's Louis uh, Armstrong. <laughs> All right.
0: All right, guys. That's going to be it for today. We'll be back next week. Um, thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening, everybody.
3: Yeah, this was a lot of and, fun. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Fins
0: up, time. everybody. Fins up. Fins up.
1: Fins up, doll fans.
0: All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin podcast network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right. Until next time, be well and take care.